He reached for me, but stopped just an inch away. Then, his eyes widened and his mouth gaped open like he was in pain. Are you okay? I exclaimed. My, the, the, I, I. His face paled and he gagged. Toby, I cried. He flew backward and crashed into a wall, then slunk to the floor, his eyes closing. A gash near his ear was bleeding. I ran over and pulled him up. Speak to me, please. Toby moaned but said nothing. Are you all right? One eye opened and then the other. Yeah, but I'm not crazy about that stone. You and me both. I took his hand and helped him up. Let me get you bandaged up. Don't bother. I'll heal quickly enough. Just give me a minute to regain my bearings. I tucked the stone underneath my shirt and hoped it would behave. Toby's coloring returned, and the gash healed before my eyes. Toby, I... His phone rang. It was a tone used only when other alphas called. He sighed. I'd better get that. It's probably urgent. He swiped the screen. Hi, Rick. Is everything all right? There was a long silence as the Canadian pack leader spoke. I went into the closet and flipped through my clothes, wanting to change. As I debated between a ruby-colored shirt and an azure-colored one, Toby came into the closet. Worry lines creased his forehead. I went over to him and caressed his cheek. Is everything okay? It's better now that you're here. You get more beautiful by the moment. He cupped my face and gazed into my eyes. What did Rick say? Something about some dangerous werewolves in search of the stone but he's probably overreacting. Toby pressed his mouth against mine. A warmth ran through me, and I smiled. Thank you, but why would he be overreacting? Because someone is always after the stone, my perfect bride. What if it's the secret society? I'm not worried about a group that couldn't even find half the map, much less the stone itself. He pressed his mouth on mine, kissing me deeply and taking my breath away. I gasped for air and stepped back. Are you sure? I am. He pulled me closer and pulled off his shirt before kissing me again. I relaxed and gave in, taking it deeper. My heart raced and images of our honeymoon ran before my eyes. The stone warmed against my skin, reminding me of what I needed to tell Toby, that it was calling my name. Victoria. My stomach twisted. Had that been him or the necklace, they both sounded so similar. I pulled away. Toby, I... Don't stop. He wrapped his arms around me, pressing me against his firm torso. You're so perfect, so wonderful. I can't get enough of you. I can't either, but we have to talk about... He kissed me again, this time sending a shiver down my spine. I gave in to the moment and allowed us to enjoy our married bliss. Why let the stone get in the way of that? So much had prevented us from marrying for so long. The world could wait an hour before we attempted to break the moon's curse. And besides, the stone rested quietly, acting like any other piece of jewelry. Once we were done properly celebrating our love, Toby ran his finger along my face, gazing at me adoringly. I'm the luckiest man in the world. My pulse pounded throughout my body. 
I loved that man so much. I'm just as lucky, Toby. He leaned over and brushed his lips across mine. I swear, your beauty has intensified in the last few minutes. How is that possible? It's our love. It's intoxicating. You can say that again. He kissed me greedily. As much as I love this, that's all I need to hear. Toby flipped me over and trailed kisses all over my face. He was making it so hard to discuss the new curse involving the stone. Three hours later, we still hadn't left the bedroom suite. I closed my eyes, loving the feeling of being wrapped in his arms. It was tempting to stay there forever, but we couldn't ignore our pack. They were why we'd pulled ourselves away from our honeymoon cottage in the enchanted woods and returned to Moonhaven. Toby.